0: Good morning BlackRock Church. I'm Rob Ginta and I get to be on staff here with our Young Adult Ministry at BlackRock. I have the pleasure of introducing our speaker today. And he has a little bit of a backstory that means so much to us as a church. You see, in 1956, a small church in Bridgeport, Connecticut hired a young seminary graduate to be their senior pastor. Over the next 41 years, this pastor continued to follow God's leading on his life and saw thousands of lives transformed. The church grew, moved to Fairfield, and expanded its ministries and influence in the community and around our world. Whether you know it or not, all of us here today are byproducts from his faithfulness to God and the calling on his life. So would you stand with me one more time as we warmly welcome home Pastor Stan Allen. it's always good to be home and to be with you. Recently, a friend gave me a GPS, and I have had more fun with that little contraption than you can believe. Now, I know a lot of you are thinking, you just got a GPS? We've had one for years. But see, I live up in the northeast corner of Connecticut, and we're struggling to get into the 19th century up there, so uh, be patient with me as I get a little excited about what a GPS can really do. Uh, I learned so much about it, and I had fun, and as I thought about it, I thought, you know, there are a lot of things that a GPS can do, and it, it's some, some of the things that God does for us. And so uh, what I want to speak about this morning is some lessons from a GPS. The first lesson that I've learned was this. The GPS knows where you are at all times. And so does God. You know, I used to wonder, how can God hear the prayers of of thousands, millions of people. How can God know where we all are at at any given time? And I used to wonder about that. And then I realized that uh, the GPS system can handle thousands of cars, give them direction, and know where they are. So if something man-made can do that, I don't have any trouble anymore wondering how God can keep track of all of us and know where we are. It knows where we are all the time. One time I got in my car in the garage and I started the engine and I turned the GPS on and immediately it said, are you inside And I kind of gulped, how did they know? I was inside, so I put it in reverse, backed out, and uh, they said, that's better. So, (laughs) You know, God knows where we are at all times. In Matthew 10, 29, Jesus said, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground without your heavenly Father knowing and caring. What a wonderful, wonderful thought. Psalm 139, verse 2. The psalmist said to God, You know when I sit and when I rise. You discern my going out and my lying down. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. Now, for those who know God and love him, this fact is a great source of comfort. I was following a car the other day and it had a bumper sticker on the back and the bumper sticker said, this vehicle is monitored by GPS. And I thought, hey, that's kind of neat. Um, it's obviously telling would-be thieves or something that this car is being watched. We know where this car is. And that's, a, that's really a great source of comfort. Job, the patriarch, was going through a time in his life when everything Seemed to be going wrong. He had lost his family. He had lost his home. He had lost his health. Everything seemed to be going wrong. And I'm sure Job for a while thought to himself. Does God know what I'm going through? But then he said in Job 23.10. God knows the way that I take. And when he has tried me. I shall come forth as pure gold. You know, we all go through trials. Life is filled with disappointments, heartaches, all kinds of bad things seem to happen. But oh, what a comfort to know that God knows what we're going through. And he wants to come to your side. And be a comfort to you if you will let him. In Psalm 139 verses 9 and 10, the psalmist said, If I rise up on the wings of dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me and your right hand will hold me fast. What a source of comfort. And so the hymn writer wrote, Those sorrows befall us, and Satan oppose. God leads his dear children along. Through grace we can conquer, defeat all our foes. God leads his dear children along. That's the source of real comfort. But have you ever thought of this? The fact that God knows where we are it can be a source of condemnation. In Proverbs 15:3 it says the eyes of the Lord are everywhere keeping watch on the wicked and the good. And in Psalm 139:11 and 12 the psalmist said if i say surely the darkness will hide me even the darkness Will not be dark to you. You know, we often think, God doesn't see me now. I can get away with this. But God knows where we are all the time. Think about that and live your life under that guidance. The second lesson that I learned was this. The GPS sees the dangers and guides you, and so does God. My GPS has a little map on it, and I can see cross streets that could be very dangerous. I can see the curves that are ahead of me. I can see rivers running right along beside the highway. And I'm told that some of the newer GPSs uh, can actually break in and say there's an accident five miles ahead, uh, slow down. It, it warns you of the whole situation that you are facing. And God does the same thing. God warns us about some of the problems and dangers in life. In Joshua 23, verse 6, God says, Be careful to obey all that is written in the book of the law of Moses without turning aside to the right or to the left. But if you do turn away, there will be snares and traps for you, whips on your backs and thorns in your eyes. Proverbs 2.13 says, Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men who leave the straight paths to walk in dark ways. And let's face it, we are all tempted to leave the straight path and walk in wicked ways. And Satan makes those wicked ways seem so attractive, so beautiful, and we think, I can do that. I I I can get away with this, and so we do leave that way. I remember one night I was a little north of Schenectady, New York, and trying to find a, a certain place. And uh, uh, Murgatroyd—that's what I call my little guide. Murgatroyd said to me, uh, "Turn left. Turn left. Turn left." Well. That didn't look right to me. It seemed like I should keep going straight. I, I thought I knew this road a little bit. And so finally, Murgatroyd said, turn left, you idiot. <laughs> and, and you know, we, we all like to go our own way. In fact, the book of Isaiah says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the temptations are very strong. A friend of mine wrote a contemporary song about temptation, and he put it so beautifully, I'd like to read it for you. It's called Where the Devil's Flowers Grow. In the dark of night, when the neon lights paint the city in their glow, From the shadows, players step on stage for the nightly horror show. All the lines are lies. Every actor dies. Pain and sorrows, all they know. But the opening line is, you'll love it fine where the devil's flowers grow. The foolish and the desperate run from things they leave behind. They chase the neon rainbows and ignore the warning sign. But if they heed this warning and think before they go, they'll never take that troubled path where the devil's flowers grow. Where the devil's flowers bloom at night Their fragrance fills the air. They cast a spell that beckons them and leads into despair. So take this victim's warning. Don't seek your pleasures there. For when you fall, you lose it all. And the devil doesn't care. Empty smiles, on haunted faces, charm the victims with their lie. But there's no pity in the shadows for the people passing by. So many people broken by a life that none can know unless they take that troubled path where the devil's flowers grow, where the devil's flowers bloom at night, Their fragrance fills the air. They cast a spell that beckons them and leads into despair. So take this victim's warning. Don't seek your pleasures there. For when you fall, you lose it all. And the devil doesn't care. Don't follow in my footsteps. Think hard before you go. Don't take that neon-lighted path where the devil's flowers grow. Yes, temptation is strong. And in a congregation the size of this today, I just know that there are a lot of people being tempted to walk where the devil's flowers grow. It may be considering a marriage to someone who doesn't know your same Lord. It may mean trying something exciting and all your friends say, come on, try it, it's great. Oh, friends, don't fall for Satan's line. Let God be your guide and give you the direction. He does this Not to take away our our enjoyment of life, but so we can enjoy life. And he says, follow me on that path. And so, God sees the dangers and he guides us. The third thing that I learned about this is that the GPS needs to be updated. And so you. Recently I was in North Carolina trying to find the home of one of my friends and uh, so gleefully I punched in the letters, "I, I want Autumn Ridge Road. And my GPS would not take me to Autumn Ridge Road, it took me to Autumn Road. And I tried it two or three times and I could not get it to tell me how to get to Autumn Ridge Road. So I had to call my friend up and admit that I was hopelessly lost. But you know what? It wasn't the fault of God's original computer. I just hadn't updated my computer to the original computer. The original computer knew where Autumn Ridge Road was. And you know, God, in His great power and wisdom, knows everything. But we don't always update. And that's when we get in trouble. But you know, centuries ago, God said, I'll give you one day a week, a whole day a week for you to update your relationship with me. Go to church. Come to Sunday school, study the word, and update your life so that you will know my plan. The Apostle Paul wrote to Philemon, Refresh my heart in Christ. And Peter wrote in 2 Peter 1.13, I think it is right to refresh your memory. And God says, take some time to update your relationship with me. Get into the Word. Read it. Study it. You know, one of the things that America needs desperately these days are some Christians who have a Christian world view, who are able to look at the problems that our culture is facing and say, this is what God says about it. We desperately need that. But many Christians are not updating. They really don't have a clue to what a Christian worldview really is. God expects us to grow as believers. Not to just say, yes, I believe and then live our life as as we would, but to really grow in our Christian faith. So in Ephesians 4.15, Paul writes, We will in all things grow up into Christ. And in 2 Peter 3.18, Peter writes, Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Update your life with God. The fourth lesson is that when you go your own way, the computer brings you back. And so does God. How many times Murgatroyd says to me, recalculating, recalculating, because I've taken the wrong turn, and she's going to bring me back to the right road. And you know, there are times in my life when the Holy Spirit whispers in the back of my mind, recalculating, recalculating. You've taken a wrong turn. You set a wrong goal. You committed a sin that that is terrible in my eyes. Now get back onto the right road. In, In Isaiah 30 verse 21 it says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And you know, the Bible says we have all, like sheep, gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And God says, I want to bring you back. I want to make your life path, the path that will be the best one for your life. And so the psalmist could say in Psalm 18:32, it is God who makes my way perfect. And the hymn writer wrote, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart. Oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. A fifth lesson. The GPS knows your arrival time. And so does God. Down in the lower left corner of my little uh, GPS, it says arrival time. You know, it's it's crazy, but it's almost always right on the minute. It's so accurate. Well, God knows our final arriving time. In Job 14.5, Job said, Man's days are determined. You have decreed the number of his months and have set limits he cannot exceed. A dear friend of mine was shoveling snow one day. He had a sudden heart attack. He fell down on the driveway. His wife, who had been watching through the window, came running out and knelt beside him. And she told me that while she knelt there, she kept saying, take one more breath, take one more breath, take one more breath. And he couldn't even do that. His time was up. It was gone. And he couldn't even take one more breath. And neither can you. And neither can I. In Psalm 139 verse 16 it says, All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be you know here's here's where the parallelism kind of breaks down because my gps tells me what the arrival time is going to be god doesn't he doesn't tell us when it's going to be and so if we are to be wise if we are to be conscientious christians we're going to live with that uncertainty. Years ago I had a very serious heart attack and I was in the hospital facing quadruple bypass surgery the next morning. I'd never been in a situation like that before. I had often wondered how I would respond but that night as I lay there thinking about what the morning was going to bring God whispered through his word, my times are in God's hands. And I believed that. And so I took my little dictaphone and I dictated a letter to my wife, one to my kids. I I said on it to my secretary, if I make it through this, you can destroy this tape. Otherwise, send, send these letters. And then I said, God, my times are in your hands. I trust you. I rolled over and went to sleep and slept all night. In case you're wondering, I made it through the <laughs> surgery. <laughs> but, oh, how, how wonderful To live your life knowing that your time is in God's hands. And then a final lesson. The GPS guides you to your final destination. And so does God. Again, my little GPS will often say destination on the right. Oh, what a wonderful thing to know. Hey, I made it. I really got where I wanted to go. And God says, I'd like to do that for you in your life. Psalm 48, 14. This God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. In Psalm 73, 24, you guide me with your counsel and afterward you will take me up into glory. One of my favorite stories is Pilgrim's Progress. I used to tell it here at Black Rock and Daily Vacation Bible School. I love that story. It's a story of Pilgrim who leaves the city of destruction to go to the celestial city. And along the way, people are guiding him. Some are saying, don't go there, don't go in Bypath Meadow, don't go in this place, in other ways, go there, go here. And, and finally, Pilgrim and his friend Hopeful come to a place where they can actually see the celestial city. It's on a hill. It's a shining city. But between them and the hill is a dark, cold, raging river. The pilgrim said to his guide, is there a bridge that will take us across the river? He said, no, no bridge. Well, is there a boat that will take us across the river? No, there's no boat. You have to go through the river yourself. And so, Pilgrim and Hopeful take a step into the river. But the water's cold. It's dark. The waves are, are coming over them. And Pilgrim says, I can't do it. I cannot do it. And Hopeful said, wait, wait, feel under your feet. It's firm. We can do it. Keep your eyes on the celestial city. And they kept going and got deeper and deeper until the water was up to Pilgrim's chin. And he said, I'm going under. I can't do it. And Hopeful said, our guide is has been with us all through life. And he's not going to desert us now. Keep your eyes on the celestial city. And they did. And they came through that dark river. And they were met by two shining angels on the other side. And they said, Our king sent us to welcome you here. He loves you. And he wants you to know this is your final destination. And so the hymn writer wrote, And when my task on earth is done, When by thy grace the victory's won, In death's cold wave I will not flee. For God, through Jordan, leadeth me. He leadeth me. He leadeth me. By his own hand, he leadeth me. His faithful follower, I would be. For by his hand, he leadeth me. Would you like to let him lead you? Is it time for you to update to make some changes, to put your life really into the hands of a God who knows everything, a God who loves you, a God who has planned your life for ultimate joy and happiness and meaning. And he says, come, this is the way. Walk in it. Will you pray silently as I pray out loud for all of us in that regard? Dear God, we thank you that you are our guide. We thank you that you love us, that you have planned for our joy and for meaning in our lives. Lord, why do we, why do we get off the path? Why do we go our own way? We're so stupid. Lord, forgive us. And right now, Lord, whisper to us, recalculate. Help us, Lord, to update our relationship with you and to walk with you and to obey you. For this is the real meaning in life. And now as you go to face a new week and the rest of your life, listen to that voice that says, I will be with you always. I will never leave you or forsake you. This is the way. Walk in it. Amen.